0: What's up, strongest men, women, and children from blocks all around the world? I am my block's strongest man. And tonight I have a very special guest for you, founder of Garage Gym Life Media, John Greaves III. Ciao, homie. Welcome back to my blog Strongest Man where we bring Strongman into the mainstream by discussing all of the latest Strongman events in the greatest analytic detail that you'll find Anywhere on YouTube. Remember to follow me on Spotify or Anchor, so you can get notifications of all of the great interviews and analysis of competition prep that I bring to you weekly on this podcast. Share these episodes across all of your social media, and of course, follow me on Instagram at my block Strongest and on Twitter and on my flagship YouTube channel, My Block Strongest Man, where you can get full video versions of everything you hear on this podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast click that support button and support us in any way you can. It's greatly appreciated and helps us keep bringing you this high quality content. Now
1: on to today's topic. Like I said, I like to let people tell their stories, but I think it's really important. And I'm actually interviewing uh, I'm going to interview him on Saturday and have it uh, come out early next week. But I'm talking to Stan Carradine. Oh, nice. On Saturday. Yeah. And, uh, Uh, And the reason why I want to do that is not just because we just did the event, but also because um, I think it's important for people to, like I said, hear from athletes who have been there and done that because you never know what you can learn from them. You know, um, I'll tell you like one tip for this is a powerlifting tip, but I I interviewed Jen Thompson and she was talking about bench press. Jen Thompson, for anyone who doesn't know, is probably the strongest female bencher in history. Uh, She had I mean, like she can bench press over 300 pounds. And Jen, wow. I think she weighs like 165 pounds. So anyway, um, it's funny because she's a high school teacher, so she can out bench most of the kids in her, in her school. <laughs> um, uh, including the football players. <laughs> but having said that, so we always are taught, you know, you it, it makes sense. You're bench pressing your hands to be even, right? Well, Jen says she's got one arm that's weaker than the other. It just is for various reasons, right? So what she does is she cheats one hand in. Her weak hand uh, is and her strong hand are not the same distance apart because it allows her strong hand, because in the, in the IPF, the barbell has to come up at the same, it can't come up like this. It's okay. Not, it's at the, at the, or else it's a no lift. So it's gotta, yeah. even if it starts off like, you're coming up and it does that, both sides of the bar have to arrive at the top at the same time for it to be accounted as a good lift. So she cheats one hand in, so that the strong hand can help the weak hand. that's like a little tip that you wouldn't just pick up from your local guy down at the gym that's a world a 10 time 10? yeah i think 10 i think she's a 10 time ipf ipf world she's in the ipf hall of fame but i believe she's a 10 time world record holder as well or in the world champion as well so in wow. any case my point is that's a tip that you get from somebody who's been there and done that and uh, you're not going to get it from just anybody. So I like to talk to athletes who have been there and done that, especially these are athletes who train at home. So you can't say, oh, well, the reason they were able to do this is because they had this team of people around them. It's like, yeah, they did have a team, but she, Jen Thompson train, has been training in her garage for decades and yeah. steadily smashing weights on the platform. Like it's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great
0: insight. Actually, uh Jamie's dropping by here next week, so I'm nice, really nice. looking forward to talking nice with to him. It. Yeah, yeah, it really seems like it. Um the other so I was just going to ask you just in terms of uh production of Mammoth, kind of assess your production of Mammoth 5 maybe versus Mammoth 4. What do you think you did well? What are you planning to uh tweak next year?
1: Well, on what? the fa- I think that we did a much better job of promoting it because our um our views for the Mammoth 4 live stream were 749, and our Mm. views for the Mammoth 5 were 9,400 plus. So I obviously did a much better job of promoting it. Yeah, Um, That's one thing, and I need to um, build on that because I want 10,000 and more. Um, I think... And some of this was kind of... I don't know. uh, This is what I... If I knew... If, if I knew going into Mammoth 5 what I know now, I would have purchased a drone. Okay. So we're going to get a drone. But part of the obstacle was we had the Masters Nationals, which is a separate event with their own announcer, going on at the same time as the Mammoth Strength 5, which is multiple separate events. So you had Record Breakers. You had uh, the pro Division, and then you had the men's and women's amateurs, and that's all going at the same time with their announcer, okay? Right. And I'm trying to show all of that, and so the camera angles we had that we chose were we just say, you know what, what we need is just let's just have a wide shot, so we can just show everything, and then we're gonna use the second camera to kind of zoom in where the action is as much as we can, because there're gonna be moments when. There's only stuff going on in one part of the field and maybe they're setting up in another. Right. The drawback to that is we and we had this in the chat. You have people who want to see, you know, look, I don't care about everybody else. I want to see my precious angel. Uh, I don't care if all they're doing is wiping the chalk off their hands, you know, waiting in line. I want to see them. And so we have people saying, hey, zoom in on this. Go back to that. Go back. And I'm like, well, if I do that, if I if I go away from this wide shot, to this tight shot, we're gonna miss the fact that there's a world record attempt going on right now. I'm not gonna go away from the world record attempt, because not that I think that your athlete is less important, but I'm just, this is a world record attempt where the people, there's money on the line. I'm trying to show the world record attempt because there's money on the line, it's a world record attempt. Um, And so I think having a drone would have been better for us because we could have done a little bit of picture in picture. Even though a drone is only, um, it's only got like, I believe, some of the better ones have like maybe 20 minutes flight time, but it's easy to say, all right, okay. So we got, let's say two batteries, right. Um, And we got one battery fully charged. So we got the drone and it's flying for 15 minutes at a time and we'll give you an angle. So let's say, uh, so like master started. And when the master started, they were doing the car deadlift. I'm sorry. They were doing the wheelbarrow deadlift, um, but they were facing away from us. So even though we zoomed in, I'm still looking at their back, Now, I can't do anything about the fact that they decided to set up facing that direction, No, no. uh, which I wouldn't have done if I knew somebody was live streaming and their cameras are set. And they knew where cameras are going to be set up because they told us where to set up. So I'm like, if I know the cameras over there, I'm going to face the camera. But that's just me. But if I had a drone, I could have had the drone fly over and go down there. Because the other thing that's an obstacle is the way that the mammoth is set up is in an, an arena. So all the way around the arena, they had vendors we set up in different spots so i can't just put my camera anywhere right for one thing somebody's gonna knock it over and i'm gonna end up in a fist fight all right you'll see like who's that man diving over the rail trying to catch a camera one-handed right yeah yep. all right so you're gonna end up with problems because like we even had in the middle i don't know if you guys noticed but we had a problem in the feed where somebody unplugged our feed cord oh no, i didn't, they, didn't notice that they unplugged our power cord somebody walked by and they and they un- I don't mean they kicked it. I mean, they walked by and they unplugged it because they thought it was their power cord.
0: Oh, no. They
1: unplugged. The, yeah. Uh, they unplugged the power cord and we had to run over and plug it in uh, and say, no, no, no. You just unplugged the power cord. You're about to kill everything because when you're running like that, you don't have as much battery time for your computers and all that. Right. So mm-hmm. we're like, quick, plug it right back in. So there's that. So what if the camera is all the way over here and it gets hit or something's interference? So I think the best approach would have been to have a drone. So not only could we have the the like I said show from the other angles, but also just do the the top down shot because mm-hmm. I just think that would have been cool to give like that Goodyear blimp effect, like yeah. looking down and you're seeing the whole unit you know, field. Um, and then also we said we're going to have yet another camera, so we're going to have three cameras instead of two plus a drone camera, and I think that those things will help. People who were talking about maybe setting up down on the field, that's not going to work because um, let's just take the yoke as an example. Or no, let's do the farmer's carry. Yoke is the same thing. But any any one of them are just as dangerous an example, but go ahead. Right. So <laughs> if I set my camera up on on the field, for one thing, I'm not going to see much, okay? Mm-hmm. Keep in mind that strongman competitors, tend, especially the guys – they're they tend to be six, two, six, three, and up, right? And they're wide. So without fail, I can just tell you inevitably, after doing this for a couple of years, they will stand in front of the camera. And they don't mean to, they just they're trying to see too. So they're yeah. gonna try like they're leaning over, hey, what just happened or whatever they in a way, right? And so that's that. And then the second thing is, if you set up so that, okay, I'm in the lane so I can actually see what's going on. Well, guess what's coming in the lane? And this is a giant dude carrying 200 pounds per hand. And I've you've, you've seen it because you've watched Strongman. Stuff just goes off the rail. Or they're doing an Atlas Stone medley, right? They're doing an Atlas yeah. Stone carry or whatever. They throw it down. The ball's going to roll. Guess what? It's going to probably hit my freaking multiple, very expensive camera. Mm-hmm. see previous comment about man diving over the rail to try to catch camera right <laughs> yep. so that's a dumb idea but having the drone means you can have the drone come down to almost a playground level but competition level so it does, it's not necessarily it's over it's overhead you can always have it fly down as well and be right so let's say they're doing the record breaker we'll fly down right in front of them far enough back to not be a distraction but now i'm right there in front of them
0: mm-hmm.
1: yep. imagine Somebody's running, doing farmer's carry and the drones running with them or not running, but you know I mean, the drones flying alongside them every step of the way. Now you can see their face and that starts to put you into the action of the event, you know. So we're getting a drone. We're getting another camera. Those are the things that uh, and the ne- the other camera we're getting is not going to be corded; It's going to be um, wireless so okay. we can have it away from us instead of having to be like right there connected. Now that means that it's more likely to get disconnected and we'll lose the feed, but we already still have the other two cameras yep. Yep. Yeah. So so it's the same thing you had this year but with additional camera angles. Mhm. So Yeah, those- sounds like really
0: cool improvements to me. I mean just, you know, my official stance is to anyone who was asking you to do anything different on the chat just doesn't understand and have the expertise that you have. Like I'm I'm not I don't have expertise in this field. And I wasn't about to start an argument on the chat. I'm all about positivity. But in my mind, I'm thinking, leave him alone. He's doing the right thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was trying, man. And I mean, I feel bad because, like I said, the whole reason we're there is because somebody's grandmother wants to see or somebody's parents. I, I'll tell you a story because uh, you asked me about cool stories. And I think this yeah. is kind of like the coolest one. This is to me is cooler than. Uh, winning silver medal at nationals in kickboxing is it's cooler than anything else. We're at a live stream. We're live streaming an event. And I believe it's actually a central Georgia strongest man event. We're live streaming it. And this guy is from Texas. He comes up to me and says, my parents are in a nursing home. And uh, they, um, they, so they've never seen me compete. I've competed in Texas a bunch of times. They've never been able to see me compete because they're, they can't get out of the nursing home. But because of your live stream, I'm here in Georgia and they can see me compete because you're live streaming it so they can watch it on a laptop in their room. Okay, I have that in the back of my mind always because somebody's parents are seeing them compete for the first time. Somebody's kids are watching daddy and mommy compete for the first time and they're not able to come. And then with COVID, it makes it even more imperative to me that we have a good production because... Um, so like with powerlifting, there are rules, they didn't have this rule for the mammoth. I thought Dave did a very good job, uh, both at restricting the numbers in the crowd, but also mm-hmm. allowing people to have family and just being accommodating. Cause mm-hmm. it is a yep. big, I mean, it's a big arena. Okay. this They have rodeos there, so they got room, but in a powerlifting meet, uh, we live stream for the USPA and, um, the rule that they have is basically every athlete can bring two keep two people. So. Let's say you are, you're a married man with three kids. Those three kids are three individual people. It's not the three kids don't count as one person. Right. Let's say you have a coach. Okay. So there were situations where you had families. So like I remember this one dad was watching the live stream because his 14-year-old daughter was competing. And he stayed home with her brother and sister so that his wife could go and her coach could go. Now, how can you not have a good live stream production to let this man watch his little girl attempt a state record? Right. Daddy can't be there. Right. And so it matters to me to create the best environment. And because of that, I mean, look, like the Mammoth happens every January 20 something. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was the 21st. Then this year was the 23rd. It's the 20 something next year. And we're already set up to go do it again. Nice. So. Think about the fact that I've already started thinking about what I need to do to improve it. I'm going to think about it off and on until next January. And my last powerlifting meet, I started thinking about what I needed to do in order to improve. My last powerlifting meet live stream was in December. The next one we have is this month, February 27th. And I've been thinking about what to do to improve the powerlifting meet since that one ended. So when somebody tells me, hey, you should do this. I have the event. I usually have an immediate answer because I've been thinking about this thing for six months. at least, Right. 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 Like you've been thinking about it for five minutes. I've been thinking about it for six months. We've investigated tech, technological solutions. We've uh, investigated. Um, uh, let's call human ingenuity solutions. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um, what I mean by that is maybe. OK, well, maybe we just need an extra guy. That kind of thing, right? Yep. Um, yep. So it, it's one of those things is like I'm constantly trying to tweak it because, like I said, it's ESPN for home gyms and I'm like, I look at what they do with the NFL when they're broadcasting for the NFL and I actually kind of copy our streams and our broadcast off of that. Not off of anything in the fitness world because there is nothing in the fitness world, even the CrossFit games, the way that they try to do it, in my mind, is still not as good. Obviously, there's a significant Difference in the amount of money put into it, but yeah, yeah. in terms of how they do it, I think that if you're looking at the fitness world, you don't see coverage of events as good as what you see in the UFC and you see in the NFL.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, fair enough. Uh, so you answered my next. You answered my next question. Would you
0: return to Mammoth next year? So I guess that's a yes. Yeah, no doubt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Anytime I don't think I do. I'm a very competitive person, and so for me, it's like I always want to be better than my last performance. Yeah. Like, it's personal to me now. Like, oh, I know I can do that better. Watch this. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So I got a hypothetical for you. In a
0: hypothetical world where the truck pull would have happened for the pros, and I I know all the reasons why it didn't. I've heard interviews with Bobby Thompson, and I interviewed Marcus Crowder, so I know the reasons why it didn't. But uh, do you think the placings would have changed, overall placings?
1: Hmm. Well, one thing is I know Travis Ortmeyer has said it's hard because he had that bicep injury. It was either bicep or shoulder. But I know that leading up to it, he had been saying that he had really worked hard on his he was worked training hard for the truck pull event. Um, so there's that. Um I think, uh, was it Wesley Claiborne or Marcus Crowder? I don't know how they would have done, but I got to say that I think Marcus Crowder had a good chance on the truck pull. So I'm not sure how that would have changed things, but I think they would have definitely put a lot of pressure on Bobby Thompson because of those factors. Like you have these guys who do well at pulling events and the truck pull might have you know made a difference.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's uh, kind of giving props to his friends or or what, but Marcus seemed like he didn't think it was a given for him if that event would have gone through.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's also, it's like, well, it's how do you feel, you know? So yeah. Like, they know how much gas they had in the tank. They know how they were feeling, but I think they would have put a lot. I don't know if Bobby wouldn't have won it still, but they were putting a lot of pressure on him. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, he's actually getting ready for a, a strongman event this month, I think. Bobby is? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like Strongman Island or something like that. I, it might be in. Um, it's either in Bahrain or Abu Dhabi. Oh yeah, Bahrain. That's um, is a it world. It's World's Ultimate Strongman. It's the overhead press, isn't it? Yep. Mm-hmm. So like, because he's told me that he wanted to immediately compete again, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, I, you know, all gas, no brakes this year. I said, all right, let's go. I think I think actually Trey was invited to that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, well, let's see. One thing I wanted to mention, because you mentioned Jen Thompson before and about the kind of tricks of the trade, and I just wanted to share that I've been uh, grabbing some of those from my interviewees as well. Like uh, Marcus came on, I had him teach me tricks for circus. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, Corey Butler came on, I had her teach me tricks for, um, what was it, Uh, Yoke, uh, Jules Mansfield came on, we talked about tire flips, so I kind of try to learn a little trick from everybody that I interview, so... What's your trick that you can teach me? What's your favorite exercise that you think you have the most edge on that you would give me some great advice on if I if I wanted to improve?
1: Well, so I'd have to – okay, so let's go with the circus dumbbell. All okay. Because right? you just talked about the fact that you, you, you got a tip for it, right? I would say that if you look back in history, um, one of the most efficient ways to put a heavyweight – in the air one-handed is the barbell is the bent press the bent not the bench press the bent press okay Okay. so i i mean i would have to kind of like coach you through it but essentially what you think about is we get to the point where you can where you get the weight here so this is the circus dumbbell, and this is perfectly legal in strongman okay Mm -hmm. so you're here right this is where people have it and then they put it here and they try to press it up right so even if you use your legs, you know, which you should uh, to get it up there, you're going to find that you can only get so many reps. And what I would do when I get to the point where I can't do any more reps, and I would highly recommend practicing this first, when you get to the point where you can't do any more reps, I would do a, a, a dumbbell bent press for my final rep. Because what happens is with a dumbbell bent press is you don't, actually push the weight up so much as you use the weight to push i'm gonna i don't know if can you still see me yep hopefully not i'm plugging my thing so i'm here the bar here or the dumbbell or the kettlebell whatever and what i'm doing is i'm gonna push i'm gonna hinge like that and i'm actually so you notice my hand's gonna stay in the same spot but my arm's getting straight then from here i put my my hand is on my thigh and I push myself up. Okay. So it's – so to put it in perspective and just tell you what's possible, I mean, this is freakish, okay? But Arthur Saxon did that with over 300 pounds. Wow. He's a 198-pound dude uh, back in – the it's old-time strongman. But I can do that with a barbell with 135 pounds. So if you think about the fact that, like, my strict press, uh, even my dumbbell press – Without that, I mean, we're looking at 80, maybe 90 pounds, right? Maybe, I mean, maybe 100 pounds on a good day if I'm using a push press, right? Um, but I can do that with, I mean, I can do reps with 100 pounds in that. So I think it's a really good trick for if you're doing like a circus dumbbell to get one more rep than you thought you could. And in a sport like Strongman, where you're going to be scored on, you know, how many, you know, it's something like, well, who got the most reps? You want to use whatever trick you can. Now, what makes people nervous about the bench press is they're like, oh, well, but your spine and you're twisting and all that. Well, the reality is, is that you're twisting. So the um, I'm do it again. So right here, it looks like it's not. But my tricep is actually resting on my back. OK, so I'm not actually holding. The, so compare that to this with a circus dumbbell where my shoulder is holding the weight, right? My shoulder is holding weight here. I'm just keeping my hand closed and my back is supporting all of the weight and I'm pushing myself down. And the reason why my arm is getting straight is because I'm pushing the, like the weight's pushing me down and right. then I like squat to get back up. Right. So you actually use less upper body power to do it. And so I think that could be like, you know, let's say the guy that you're trying to beat did 10 reps and you could just barely eke out nine. Well, I could bent press two. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. I just got ahead of you. You know what I mean? It's,
0: there you go. That's a that's a cool trick. It's like a deception in a way. You're kind of using larger muscle groups than people think you are. You know what it reminds me of? I don't know if you've ever been a, a pro wrestling fan at all, but um, yeah. so. so, so uh, the Rock. Yeah. Yeah, so you know Shawn Michaels' super kick finisher? Yeah. So people always watch, and they wonder, how in the hell is he so flexible to, to be able to kick in the chin? And then one of my friends who is a big wrestling fan also pointed out to me, he's like, let's stop it and freeze frame it and watch what he's really doing. And so what he's really doing is he's turning his back to you and kicking his leg up in the way that your knee normally bends. So right. that's how he's able to get it up that high. He's not kicking you like this. He's kicking yeah. you like this. Right. So it's, a, it's a
1: deception. It's the same right, kind right, of idea. Right. Yeah, exactly. Sweet chin music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, a lot of it, too, I will say the other thing about the bench press that's good for you is that it teaches you to handle heavy weight under tension and to be comfortable in that position. So okay. we talked about bracing when um uh, earlier in the conversation. Uh, and so it teaches you to not only brace But like I said, to handle heavy weight under tension, but still be able to move. And that has tremendous carryover to just about every other exercise. So I would highly recommend that you. I mean, there's all kinds of video tutorials out there, but yeah. Yeah, just start it off like just go bench press, you know, look up dumbbell. I would start with uh so the best way to start is with a kettlebell, but if you don't have a kettlebell, start with a dumbbell. Okay. Don't do not start with a barbell. Okay. Don't go a barbell because of the leverage. is going to be awkward. You'll be fighting with all that. But start just dumbbell or kettlebell, bench press. And the weight has to be, it's funny because the weight has to be heavy enough to allow you to get in position. But right. as you start doing it, you'll be like, oh, oh, oh. And then you just start getting, it's funny because you get addicted to it because now you're like, wow. Usually kind of the way I wrap these up and
0: uh, what I want to do now is you you touched upon a couple of events, exciting stuff you have coming up in the near future. Why don't you talk a little bit about, take a few minutes to promote, uh, you know, all the great things you have coming up and uh, how people can follow them and follow you and just kind of promote everything you have going on. Okay, cool.
1: Uh, So I appreciate that. We also have Central Georgia's Strongest Man for 2021. That's coming up. On March 27th, and that's going to be a good time. Again, we were unfortunately not able to live stream the 2020 because it was canceled. But we're gonna we're back with them. It's the event is happening, and we are going to live stream the um, Central Georgia Strongest Man March 27th. That's going to be a very good time. I actually asked Jamie Wilson if he's going to compete there, and he's considering it. So hey, that's an opportunity to see him compete again. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Um, And then this is a very, very exciting opportunity for me. This will be the second time we're doing this. We're doing a virtual raw powerlifting open competition. Mm. And what that means is we're doing the competition on Zoom, but we're live streaming the event. Okay. so the last time we did it, I mean, remember, these are novice powerlifters. These are not people who are really have a lot of experience on the platform. These are people who are just doing it for the first time. They want to get the experience of competing. See what it's like to have judges call out commands see what it's like to have judges uh judge your lift uh but you don't have to leave your house i mean well technically you can do it wherever you want once you got a good internet connection and you can get Zoom there but most of the people who competed competed from their homes so they competed in their garage their basement whatever and we've got people signing up from the the uk we've already got at least one person signing up from the uk got people from Canada, got people obviously from the United States. And the beauty of it is unlike other online competitions, you're actually gonna find out who won the same day that the competition happens. So you're not sending in your video, then having them judge it and then tell you later on. Um, The downside is you don't get to film your lifts over the course of a week and then send them all in. But the upside is you compete in one day against people from all around the world and you find out that same day whether you won or not, and you're going to get cool prizes. We've got the makers of the Vice, uh, which is the absolute, in my opinion, best way to tighten up a, a single or double prong uh, buckle belt. Mm-hmm. That, there, that, there. That's going to be up for offer. We've got the people from Bear Steel Equipment. They're going to be offering up a prize. And we've got some other sponsors that are giving out cool stuff. So um, basically, you compete, and if you win, you're going to get... A cool piece of equipment, especially if you're home gym owner. Like right now, stuff is on back order a lot. You're gonna get something for free just because you signed up to compete in this event, Um, and it's it's one of the things that it's historic because no other competitions are run this way, and so we're really really excited about it. Like I said, this will be the second one ever in history, powerlifting meet on Zoom, Um, and so you can actually sign up for that. I'll give you the link so that you can put the link in the description for this video. For sure.
0: Yeah, I was just going to ask you, shoot me over the the, uh, links for all three of them. I'll be happy to put them in the descriptions. And uh, you know me, I'll use my big mouth to help promote Uh, you.
1: Man, I really do appreciate it. And I mean, I want to see you in that Central Georgia Strongest Man live stream. In fact, if we could even come up with a way for you to be present, even with Zoom or something like that, uh, so you could do color commentary with me. An analysis i mean that would be awesome yeah let's talk I, about I, that that would be awesome you work out something like because i think you it'll, it'll be a good time and it'll be a great way to actually in make this um not only get you know get your name out there even more because i want i think you're doing a great thing with your channel and i want to appreciate out that but also like i said it would improve the quality of our streams so um i, I think that's a good thing so that's it yeah <laughs> i appreciate that is that uh men only or women as well which one uh, Central Georgia for competitors. No, no, it's, it's uh, co-ed. Oh, good, good. Yeah, co-ed. yeah. yeah. Uh, men, women, masters. I got to see if
0: there's uh, any of the women that I've recently made friends with after Mammoth.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, and that's what are really cool. So I don't know if people really even care about this, but so Strongman Corporation, the, the um, they have a pro division, right? So you've got professional strongmen in in strongman corporation. They do go to World strongest man. They do giants live. They do all these things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the United States strongman is strictly amateurs. So they do have nationals, but it's strictly amateurs. Okay. And so that's one of the beauties of it. You get to see a lot of people who are just getting into the sport of strongman. And so what I like about USS is you have a lot of people who are doing it for the first time and they're actually helping the sport grow at the base. And then those people, after they get their foot dipped in the water, are like, oh, I love this. And then a lot of them within maybe two, three competitions in, will go do a Strongman Corporation event. And that's how you end up having more people join the professional ranks. Right. Because even though Strongman Corporation has an amateur division as well, it's intimidating to think that you're competing in the same organization as Brian Shaw. Yeah, it is. You're not competing against him. You're an amateur. He's not. But it's still the idea that you compete against Brian Shaw, Eddie Hall, whatever. This is the same. That's what people's minds are like. like this is the same organization as those guys, Hafthor Bjornsson. This is all know about that, right? Well, United States Strongman is strictly amateurs, and that's one of the reasons why I love doing it because these are the potentially the next generation of stars.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about a lot of great stuff tonight. This has been an awesome conversation, John. I'm so happy you were able to come on. Anything else you wanted to uh mentioned before we wrap it up
1: just uh we're also um revamping our our blog we're starting to pump out content there so every wednesday you're going to get not only um an article that's going to help you with your training but also you're going to get stuff uh we're trying to put out things just letting people know what the you know what's in stock because I know people are still trying to get equipment. So, what's right. in stock that we know about that's out there? Um, we get also like what some cool product that's kind of caught our eye. Like, oh yeah, look at this thing. This is kind of cool. So like um, stuff like that. Um, uh, so that's every Wednesday. You want to check out garage and, Life Media.com, and we're gonna create a, a way for you to subscribe free. Subscribe for free, and you'll get a notification. You'll get like a little newsletter, and it'll say, hey, like this is what is coming. You know what we have uh, for you on the blog. But all in all, just you know subscribe to. Uh, our YouTube channel. The reason for that, honestly, is it just helps us live stream more. And the reason why, in a nutshell, is because when I approach an advertiser to help cover the co- to like help me cover the cost of paying my people to go do a live stream, um, the first thing they look at is how many subscribers I have on YouTube because they want to know if they should take me seriously or if I'm just some dude, in my, you know, with a cell phone trying to live stream stuff with my phone and the more subscribers I have, the more legitimacy it gives me in the eyes of an advertiser, right? Um, Absolutely. And so that just helps a lot. And honestly, Mm -hmm. I think that the content that we have on there, as I say, it's like ESPN for home gyms. And I think that if you go in our, our channel, I think it really is worth your while because we're tailoring content to you in a way that's never been done for home gym owners before.
0: All right, that's a uh, that's a great message. One that I'm happy to keep spreading uh, on your behalf. And uh, again, it was awesome to have you on. Maybe uh, after some of these events, we catch up again sometime. And uh, definitely hit me up for that collab on Central Georgia.
1: Yes, indeed. We definitely will do it. We, I, I'll, give shout, uh, and, actually, I, I'll give you a shout in a couple weeks. And actually, yeah, I'll give you a shout in a couple weeks, and we can hash out something. All right. Well, thanks again, man. Uh, have a great evening, and we'll talk again soon. Ciao, homie.
0: Ciao, homie. <laughs> Ciao homie